I hope yeah. in an ode to uh, Captain Lou Albano, he at one point goes, fuck you, Luigi. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome to By the Numbers on CKCC Radio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, spaghetti. <laughs> so, for to make up for lack of match content, this is pretty much what you're going to get this week. <laughs> Joining me... Uh, Radley Belmont, Wade Kruger, the stepdads. Welcome to the show, gentlemen. Thank How you. are you? I, I didn't realize you were serious, but now I'm glad you were. <laughs> I can I can hear the viewership dropping as we speak right now. And that's funny because this won't come out for like four days. So right, right. I mean, can you have less than zero listeners? <laughs> Possibly. I mean, we're gonna try. That's like in the old in the old Civilization games when they gave. Uh, Gandhi's aggression such a low level that if it went down, he became super aggressive and just tried to nuke everyone because it looped back around to infinity. Oh, that's Gandhi for you. We're just going to lose listeners until we have infinite listeners. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's like um, I live right up the street from the Susquehanna River, so sometimes, not for myself because I live at the top of a hill, but at the bottom of the hill is the river, and I'll be like, oh, we're getting a lot of rain. Let me see if it's going to, like, get really high at all. So you'll see, like, record high, like, crests for the river and record lows, and you're like, how was the river negative seven feet? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I'm pretty sure that's called land. (laughs) (laughs) So... The stepdads are here. Um, they are out of New Jersey, and I will let them introduce themselves for those of you who did not hear them on the A show. Oh, boy. Do you want to do this one or you want me to do this one? I'll let you do it because I don't know what to say. All right. Well, for those who don't know us, I am the Rad Dad, you? Radley Belmont. This is Papa Bear Wade Kruger. We are the stepdads. We are a 80s, 90s sitcom stepdad tag team. And if you missed our our previous <laughs> podcast, you, you didn't miss much, don't worry. But if you're listening to this now, I'm apologizing in advance. I think we got three, maybe four matches, four matches to talk about. And we'll probably still go three hours somehow, because that's how we roll. But we are very excited to talk about whatever comes up, including the Super Mario movie. And anything else probably unrelated to wrestling as we talk about wrestling. <laughs> the, the second you got to we are a step eighties, nineties stepdad tag team, I immediately regretted giving you the intro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I I can I can do uh, poison rana, so does that make me indie rific? Yes. Sweet. So we're a two thousand stepdad sitcom <laughs> tag team. <laughs> You can see us on the next Ring of Honor do or die taping. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. On HD net. <laughs> no, it's pre HD net. Only oh. on DVD available from ROH.com. <laughs> also available on VHS for some fucking reason, even though it's 2006. <laughs> um, not, not for me. Like, I, I haven't had a, a VHS player, I don't know. In a very long time. I own ROH on VHS, and I don't know why. It was, like, (laughs) on clearance because they were stopping VHS because it was 2006. And um, they were, like, $2. And even then, I 
was I shouldn't have spent the two dollars on them. <laughs> not because they're not good shows, but because I literally have no way to watch them in the year of our Lord twenty twenty one. You didn't have a way to watch them in the year of our Lord 2006, so I mean... <laughs> no, no, I don't think I did, actually. <laughs> I remember my first DVD player was a DVD-VHS combo, so I could watch both. My my first DVD player was a PlayStation 2. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, I my, my family got a DVD player that broke every month for at least five months straight. And I think they just gave up on DVD players for a few years. Uh, (laughs) I'm pretty sure the only working DVD player I have now is also my PS2. (laughs) (laughs) Every other one I've had has died. Which I'm surprised that still works in the year of our Lord 2021. Being that it came out in like 2001. Um, yeah, I, came out? I occasionally will open it up and clean it with a Q-tip to keep it working. It is, uh, <laughs> I am dedicated to this PlayStation 2. It has, I, it, it outlasted several Xbox 360s, um, and multiple Xbox Ones. It's a powerhouse. And it's one of the OG original ones that shouldn't work. I don't know why it works. I'm pretty sure the PS2 came out in 99, and they they were still making games for it until, like, 2014 or 15 or something like that. So that thing... Yeah, they they still put out every sports game on it for a while. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Man, I really, I, I really want to play Madden 2004. Where's my PS2? Hey, they're, they're still making Dance Dance Revolution games for the Wii in 2021. The People first... still have a Wii in 2021? They, that apparently Dance Dance Revolution people think that. <laughs> I know the literally the first the first video game that made me go well now I have to upgrade from my PlayStation to a PlayStation Two was SSX, um, and I was like I need to play this game and then I eventually got a PS2 and didn't buy it but I did play Tricky a lot which was a great game that I still play regularly. Um, I was that being said, that. more people definitely still own a Wii in 2021 than people who ever owned a Wii U, so there's that. Oh, yeah, because the demographic they had were the same people that had VHSs until 2006. But, yeah, that's uh... true. Yeah, um, absolutely. In um, my, my fabled uh, Facebook group with my tournaments, we are currently doing the best video game ever. Mm. And... Didn't you do that when I was still there? Wasn't there a, a video, or was it NES game? We we did just NES. Now I was just like, fuck it. I'm not doing a, a tournament for every system. Let's just have one big tournament for all the video games ever. Yeah, that was, I'm pretty sure, what made me quit that group. Because someone said that Paperboy was better than Mega Man 2. And then everyone agreed. And I left. <laughs> no, I agree. It's a goddamn lie. <laughs> Well, you've missed some even worse takes since then, so... <laughs> I wouldn't say I've missed them. I would say they've happened, and I was blissfully unaware. I did finally have a victorious run in the Worst Song Ever tournament when Broken Side won. Oh, by uh, Freaks? Yeah. Have you ever seen the music video for that song? It makes it even worse. Oh, yeah, that's actually how it was first um, introduced to the song was the music video. That was uh, a thing we used to put on as a challenge and see who could get the furthest into it without just turning it off. So, question. Which is a worse music video? Freaks by Broken Side 
or Genesis by Grimes. If you have not watched that video, it go check it out. It's really bad. <laughs> I, I have not watched it, but I don't think anything could be more of a, like, Freaks by Broken Side is, like, the room of music videos. It gets funnier every time I watch it. When he's, like, choking the girl and, like, screaming in her face and she's just, like, smiling and continuing dancing, I lose my shit every time. Um, The guy in the pig suit, that guy's an official member of the band. Have you ever, like, their Wikipedia page is, like, written like a comedy. Um, It's incredible. There was, there's a guy in the band whose job is, like, smoke machines. <laughs> like, he's listed on the official band roster as smoke machines. And then there's, like, pig. Pig mascot is, like, a, an official guy. Oh, no, sorry. The guy's, his job was unclean vocals, rap vocals, programming, and fog machine. Now, all this really tells you is that Wade has done way too much research on the group Broken Side. Also, I'm so glad you brought this up because I just realized where something incredible came from. The drummer for Broken Side's name is Chad Chadillac. Oh. <laughs> but I don't think some man knows about Chad Chadillac. Do you, Matt? I, I, I don't. Oh, man. All right, this is going to be a three-hour podcast for sure. <laughs> so, um, for a while, we had our own uh, – what the, what the heck is it? The, um, it, it was like uh, Southpaw Regional Wrestling, if you remember that on YouTube, WB's territory comedy I thing. do. Yeah, yeah, so we had our own version of it. Where it was like a private Facebook group where we all had characters, and uh, we just cut promos, and then someone made up a show based off of, like – we would give us a card for a show and we'd make promos about it. And it was like an e-fed, but someone was like writing it. Um, and my character was Chad, the Chadillac Cadillac. Um, the man so nice, they named him two and a half times. Uh, <laughs> and his whole character was essentially that like, he's the greatest wrestler to ever live. But he's also a pathological liar. So he talks all this in like, like it, imagine if the Dosakis guy, like, it, it, he has all these like incredible stories. Imagine if they were all fake. <laughs> that was the yeah, chat. Um, imagine in air quotes if yes. they're all fake. <laughs> like, I had a whole promo about how, like, scientists say they found water on. Mars, but I already knew it was there because it was all in my hot tub. Um, because I have a mansion on Mars and on the moon. Uh, oh. <laughs> we had we had a tournament for a guy who who went missing or passed away. I'm unsure if he actually yeah. confirmed that he was dead. Uh, a guy named Baby Back Rib Hamilton, and my whole story leading into it was that I that he killed himself because he was a man of God and he wanted to be closer to God. And then he got to heaven and the only God there was me, the Chadillac, because obviously the God of professional wrestling. And I tricked him into killing himself so he would lose his title. That was my, my whole storyline. What? What? <laughs> what? Yeah. Keep, keep in mind, this was a private Facebook group where this we did. Was, uh, 
yeah, this was, it was just like, who can make the most insane storyline? And, and we would actually film the promos. That's why it wasn't like we wrote it like an EFED. The stories were written, but we actually did the promos in character. There was a guy feuding with Coco Beware's parrot. <laughs> um, the pay-per-view match ended in seven seconds when he caught the parrot and killed it with his bare hands. Wow, that's that's fucked. And the feud started because the parrot, Coco Beware was at the show, and this guy got distracted during a match because the parrot squawked, and he turned his head and got rolled up, and that was the, the basis of the feud. Yeah. So he didn't feud with Coco Beware. No. <laughs> Coco didn't do anything wrong. Barrett. <laughs> oh, boy. So, what we do here on the show. <laughs> but I'm just glad I figured out where the Chadillac came from, because I had forgotten all this time. I, I do have to mention, I do have to mention, my character, Dirk Driveway, 50s greaser, was the Western States Florida television champion. Which means you could watch me wrestle all over the Western states, but only if you had television in Florida. <laughs> that that geography makes sense. <laughs> One time, um, uh, back when we did shows from a hat, we had Joey Image on, and uh, we made up the Eastern States Heritage title, uh, which is just like a bunch of New Yorkers going, "Hey, fuck you." <laughs> <laughs> So here, 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 I'm by the numbers. Hold on, before you start, I just need to, like, the the list of people in the band Broke It Side is like a fever <laughs> dream. <laughs> the name, like, the guys, like, if anyone thought Tool was up their own asses, like, <laughs> Broke It Side has, like, and I feel like there's a whole mythology here I'm missing. They all have <laughs> nicknames. The, the, the vocalist, his name is David Seven Gallegos, and Seven is spelled like the movie Seven, probably because you'd wish your head was in a fucking box rather than listen to Broken Side. <laughs> One guy's name is just Ace Nero Existence. Bro, get the hell out of here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, now now I've gone to their Wikipedia page. And if, if Chad Chadillac's name wasn't absurd enough, his full name is Chad Big Chaco Chadillac. No, no. Chad the Cadillac Chadillac or Chad the Chadillac Cadillac or whatever it was. Way better. Um, it, th- The best part of their Wikipedia page, and this is if anyone needs to, to ever, like, needs a laugh, just go read their Wikipedia page. They have a critical reception section on it. And the listing, like, the the quotes are like, the band sounds like a, a, a Slipknot share duet. And someone said, I hate this song so much, I wish I could hold it face down in a bathtub until it drowned. <laughs> um. <laughs> Imagine an impassioned triceratops, maybe with a steam turbine. Well, off to the side, Death Punk and the Bee Gees beat each other to death with skillets and spatulas. <laughs> Imagine the sound that would make. Just try. <laughs> See, actually, the best quote is literally, even if I caught Prince Harry and Gary Glitter adored to Nazi regalia defecating through my grandmother's letterbox, I would still consider making them listen to this album to severe a punishment. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, so yeah, 
that's that's what you're dealing with here. The so Masters like, of Crunk Core. So Matt, I hear we had some matches together. Um, a couple, allegedly. <laughs> um, allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. So what we do here on this show is go through my match listing that I've kept track of every match I've ever refed over the past 17 years now. And we talk about the matches that are in the book with the people that were in the matches. And also Broken Side. Yeah, and we talk about Broken Side. I wonder, oh God, Broken Side would be the worst wrestlers, too. They, oh, they could definitely, you can, they're they're definitely not doing anything. You could get them to guest on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure at one point they tried to, uh, like, crowdfund a new album. And the goal was ten thousand dollars, and they raised two hundred, and then shut down the thing. <laughs> wow! Um, so I, that would be like a WCW two thousand move would be like to bring in Broken Side, like how they brought in the Nullman Soldiers and oh, Misfits and Kiss. Broken Side makes ICP look like fucking Mozart, dude. <laughs> <laughs> fucking magnets! How do they work? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking broken side. How do they exist? <laughs> so we have four matches to talk about. I'm sure it's still going to take like an hour and a half. <laughs> the first match, all of these are in true wrestling. All of these are at the Salvation Army in Berwick, Pennsylvania. We have very little variance on this episode of the show. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. The, uh, the variance is just a straight line. <laughs> Yeah, this is not a Venn diagram, this show. Like, it, it's just it's one just circle. One circle. <laughs> just one circle. So, in our first match together, I literally only counted the pinfall, so I didn't even write it in the book, and that's me goofing. And that was on November 25th, 2017. You defeated Silent But Deadly, Sean Silence, and Big Gary Nasty to win the True Wrestling Tag Team titles. Let's talk about how you felt when I counted that pinfall. Well, that was that was huge. That was literally our first tag title win anywhere. Mm-hmm. So that was a big moment. Like, that we had never... We had only been wrestling, I... Oof, that was uh, November, like, you said? So a, a, as a team, we had been wrestling about a year? Yeah, I think it was like a year and a week or something like that. Yeah. So that was huge i mean it it was really cool um the match went well so i remember being hyped like i i was happy with it yeah and we only we only debuted in like april too so we got you know we got pushed to the you know to have really cool matches with guys like that very quickly which is awesome you got the proverbial rocket strapped to you yeah and then it's been all downhill um, and uh, shock, shocking that we won because if you listen to the commentary a, a month earlier, we had like turned heel. So, <laughs> oh, that's yeah, that's a whole story on its own. <laughs> oh, uh, as if we don't have enough time in between the four right. matches we had. No, I'll, I'll explain it because I'll, I'll throw it out there. It was my idea. Um, we had a Lucha Rules four way tag. Matt was in the building, I think, so that counts. Um, but <laughs> you would. Yeah. He was match adjacent. Yes. And uh, so the idea of Lucha Rules, you know, you go, you go in, you go out, you don't need a tag. I'm taking the heat during the tag match, 
Uh, I think this is after the hot tag, but I'm still in the ring. I'm getting my ass kicked, and I thought it would be clever because technically when you climb to the top rope, the referee counts. You're kind of technically out of the ring, if you want to put it that way. So I thought if the guy puts me on the top rope for a superplex, my partner could run in and essentially be tagged in. And I thought it was just something kind of clever for then us to hit our, our uh, doomsday device finisher. And then right after that, they went to the actual finish. In commentary, they just didn't understand that, I'm assuming, because he puts me on the top rope and then uh, Wade runs in. And the next thing you hear is, what are the stepdads doing? Like, oh, they're, they're breaking the rules. Everyone knows what the rules are. And I'm like, oh, my God, this guy. No, no, no. <laughs> Immediately, I'm like, I'm like, this is like our moment to be like, oh, I almost got him. Like, yeah, it was essentially our, our start to the race to the title is here yeah. where we're about to win him. It was the closest anyone had come to beating Silent But Deadly at that point. Yeah, because they were the champions for over a year, I think. And it was supposed to be this big moment where we hit our finisher, but like because of the chaos of the match, we don't win. And then it's put over as all oh, the stepdads are cheating, and I was like, "Oh no!" So, for reference, that is from Fight for a Miracle three on August twenty sixth of twenty seventeen. Yes, where it's subtle but deadly, sweet and sour, the kings of mustachery and the stepdads. Yes. Yes. And that's our first time wrestling for the tag titles. And we had, we had just, like I said, we just started in April, but I think we missed May. So this was a very short run to this point. And it was supposed to be the start of like, oh, maybe the stepdads could win it if they get another shot. And it almost went off the rails right there if you're just listening to the commentary. But, but I mean, in previous matches, I was just referred to as the hairy guy, which has so little to do with my gimmick. <laughs> doesn't help anyway but i digress oh yeah there's there's whole moments where they're just like look at how pale he is <laughs> where's the faces come on man and i'm like man this is really really selling this to the fan watching at home for the first time trying to get you sympathy because you're pale yeah right you know Conan o'brien gets that great sympathy during his matches you know <laughs> Jay Leno stole that match from Conan O'Brien. Let's put that out there right now. That's the only reason Conan lasted as long as he did. He's so pale, they just thought he was sick. They're like, just let him have his show. I'm still mad about the late night screw job. So by the time we finally come back together, you've now lost the tag titles courtesy of Chris Decker not caring that Wade was in a table. <laughs> oh, I mean, we, we could go. There, there's a little more we could still talk about with that, that match, too, because yeah. that match is – it was a – Raw. It was the Christmas show, even though it was like Thanksgiving. Yes. And that show was like that match got crazy. There's so many random weapons, and there's a, a powder spot, and uh, Rad gets hit with a whole Christmas tree. Yeah, when they, we, I saw that there was a literally lit up tree next to the ring, and I was like, "Can we use that since we're in the main event?" He goes, "Yeah." So, obviously, we're going to do something with it in the ring, maybe spear, that kind of thing. Uh, Wade ended up getting speared through. But to get into the ring, I was like, just chuck that thing at me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it and see if I can, like, Canadian Destroyer myself, which is literally what happens. He throws the tree. So, Aaron yeah, throws Harry, the tree with, like, one hand. <laughs> and, and I love the footage. If you just look up the, the random, like, Facebook footage of it, it, they he, he grabs the tree, he comes up, 
gets on the apron. The second I turn around, he throws it at me, and I literally, like, backflip, head spike onto my head. And there's a fan in the crowd. Everyone's dead silent. He just goes, what? <laughs> and I don't know if that's because he was so impressed or because he thought it looked stupid as hell. Not sure. <laughs> That match had some fun moments, too, because we also... That was the first time we ever did the spot where uh, I pick up um, Sean Silence and Rad jumped off the top to hit the Doomsday, and Sean Silence clotheslined him as he was flying at him. Ooh! From my shoulders. Um, yeah. I I spanked Big Aaron with a chair. Like, I just chair-shotted him in the butt. Uh... It was a fun, it was a very silly match in a lot of ways, but a very fun match. Um, definitely a, a worthwhile, like, first title. Yeah, and, and that's, you actually brought something I totally forgot. That might be the first time we did, uh, that might be the first time we did what I call the Doomsday Hug, and we tried to actually make psychology for it, where he larries me out of the air, because I'm supposed to larry him off Wade's shoulders, obviously I can't, so then later in the match, uh, he rides down like an electric chair on the way down, and now that's the way we do it like 90% of the time. But uh, also, fun fact, uh, Shane Fair was there in the crowd. He had driven yeah. all the way from Staten Island to see our, our match, which is awesome because at that point he was literally just a fan. I don't even think he'd done any com- like uh, red wrestling. Something. Yeah. yeah, and now he's all over the place. It's awesome. Berwick was the place to be, and it still is, and we'll get to that in a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it was cool to run out there, and I could feel, I remember feeling the real emotion when you guys won the tag titles, and I counted that pin, and you guys just being so excited. And the crowd just eating everything up, so it was a good start to the tag title run. Decker, unfortunately, ruined that. <laughs> well... The, the other fun part of that, we, we had a, oh, what the heck, we had a manager for that match, technically, too. Uh, the only time we've ever had a manager for a match, right? Yeah, yeah, our, our C was there to manage us, yeah. which actually kind of fit. Worked pretty well, but yeah, that was that was the only time. I think other than that, we've never had um, anybody come with us to the ring like that. Well, yeah. I don't know that you would need that. Like, I, I think the act works on um, its own. The only the only time I would add somebody is if we had like uh, rookies or like a daughter character or something who also wrestled but still came out with us during our matches. Yeah. But like no manager. I don't think we need like a grandpa sitting down on the side or something with a cane. Like I don't think that's necessary. A step grandfather. <laughs> yeah. The funny thing is the only reason I remember RC being the manager for that match is one he's in like there's a really good photo of us coming out where we're hyped up and he's with us. But two. Yeah. I just remember after the match, uh, Shane Fair had never been to True before. Like, he literally came out because I, I, he was like, oh, I want to catch you guys at a show. And I was like, well, this is a good one to come to. And uh, after the show, he was like, or we had the promo or something. At one point, he just comes up to me. He's like, he's like why are you guys managed by uh, Alan Thicke? <laughs> <laughs> and that's the, re- the reason I remember RC being our manager. Because of that, and that's all I think of when I think of RC now, is that he kind of looks like Alan Thicke. That's phenomenal. 
I had never heard that, but that's incredible. And I'm going to now remember R.C. as Alan Thicke forever. (laughs) (laughs) So the second match before we we take a much needed commercial break, obviously, (laughs) um, is after you've now lost the tag belts to the Kings of Mustachery. uh, This is a rematch. It is a year later. um, Thanksgiving or Christmas on Thanksgiving again. The the official start of the Christmas season in Berwick. It's it's the I live on a very busy street, so I apologize for all the sirens that you may hear. <laughs> it is November twenty fourth, twenty eighteen. Uh we do the toy drive every year. It's a great show. Kings of Mustache match ten twenty two in the book, and here is my recollection of this match. This is the match where I knew that you guys trusted me and we get along, we were going to get along really well because you, you trusted me to pitch an idea to how to start your match, which was in a, in a fist fight, in a brawl, pretty much. Well, I I will say to be fair, we really trusted you to count the three for that tag title win because if you didn't, it would have been real awkward. (laughs) (laughs) Touche. But yeah. So the this match is is a fun one because as far as we know it's the the first ever and for, I don't know if it's it was the first rematch for titles at True cuz True didn't really do rematches after a champ lost. Yeah, I'm pretty um, sure it's a rematch. Yeah, the only one, yeah. So it, that was a fun little thing. I remember I'm pretty sure Nate came out and announced like that we were like a surprise, like we weren't announced for the show. They're like, this match wasn't announced. Is that true, Red? Is that this yeah. one? So, yeah, because um, we could talk a little bit about the table match issue, but because of that, they wanted, uh, I guess, a cleaner finish, if you want to put it that way, for the our, our feud. And so, yeah, we they had uh, not an open challenge, but like they're defending their belts was advertised. Uh, the opening of the show, Nate comes out and says, well, he, I think he literally said, like, something like, they didn't beat Wade, the table beat Wade, or something like that. And so we got to come out as a surprise, because I don't even think we were announced for the show anyway, uh, to have our rematch. Yeah, and that, I remember that damn table. Yeah. <laughs> it started real hot, and you guys just fought, because this was a hot feud at that oh. point. Well, yeah, and the whole thing when you wrestle Kings of Mustachery is um, I know they're going to hit me really hard, so I don't give receipts. I just just start hitting them the second I get in there. <laughs> There's no waiting for like, oh, I'll see if they hit me hard, and then we'll escalate it. It's just I know it's going to be a fight, so I'm just laying in everything on, on those dudes as soon as we get in the ring with them. And and I enjoy that about those matches with them. Um, It's kind of fun because, like, I know what I'm getting into immediately. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was all mutual and everything. Like, if you're going to wrestle the Steiner brothers, you know, I'm just going to start laying in because it, it, that is what it is. Um. We've had how many matches? Hundreds of matches at this point. I think this is this particular match is the only match where I just start chopping people. I don't do chops, but in our in our brawl at the beginning, you can clearly see me just go whatever, and I just start chopping the shit out of one of them, <laughs> right in the audience. No, no regrets. I'm just going to town on them, and I don't even 
I wasn't even thinking about it in the moment. It's just, well, I'm going to do whatever because we're in a fight here. And later on, I watched it. I was like, when did, when, first of all, when did I do chops? Second of all, why are my chops so good here? Yeah, <laughs> and I haven't done them since. Oh man, there's, there's a clip. Cause I, I know it's on my, I don't usually post wrestling stuff to like my personal Instagram, but there's a clip of me just murdering Ryan from this match on my Instagram. <laughs> Cause there's a, there's a spot where we're going back and forth. And I hit him with the big punch, and it makes a gross sound. And then I grab his leg, and I grab his head, and I just throw him over me, um, which is uh, the big Papa Plex. I, I don't think I've done it much before or since, but I just chuck that dude. I love that move. We get, we definitely gotta start doing that more. Yeah, and Ryan's uh, not thing huge, I, so like it, it makes it it makes it look really impressive because yeah. you're able to just like throw him. And he's yeah. always game to be thrown. And people are just like, anytime that move happens, people are like, that was some sort of variation of suplex. And I'm like, that's fair. Because <laughs> I literally, I, I hook under the one guy's leg, and then I grab under his chin and turn him sideways and just like, it's like a backdrop driver, but I have his chin and leg held. Yeah, yeah. imagine like you're doing a regal plex, but instead of a headlock, you have him in like a stunner position, and then you just chuck their ass. Yeah. And the other thing I distinctly remember about this match is the finish, which I loved. Um, it's It looked gross uh, on camera, probably because it felt gross. Um, but they – I get taken out entirely um, by getting my head, like, big booted into the ring post. Oh, I forgot about that. So, yeah, they – they pulled me under the bottom rope um, by my arms, like like you would pull someone getting crotched, but by my arms instead. And my so my head was wedged next to the post, and uh, Johnny runs along and just big boots my head sandwiched between the post and his boot. And I think Ryan also hits, like, essentially like the Roman Reigns Superman punch, but with, like, a knee. And then I just don't. I'm, I don't think I moved until I got carried out. I think that's a fair call to make there. <laughs> and it, I, I loved it because, like, I was trying – I wanted them to look like they were badasses um, and that they could hurt someone. Uh, spoilers. Because um, <laughs> then they caved Andy's face in. Uh, but I, I liked that match a lot. Like, it was – I remember it being solid. Um Ryan gets, like, lost sometimes, but I feel like he was there for most of it, which I appreciated. And uh, the funniest thing about Johnny is, like, he'll have these matches where he goes in, and he's, like, laying in all the, the regular stuff. And then, like, his big spots, he's, like, afraid to hurt somebody and, like, holds back. And I feel like there's, like, a moment in that match where he might, like, headbutt me or something. And it, it's, like, the one thing that I wish I was, like, just kill me. Oh. Like, if you're going to kill me with everything else, just lay it in. Well, well, don't worry, because I specifically remember the the finish of the match is me taking uh, a diving headbutt off the top rope, and oh. it was the most real headbutt. I've, I've, I mean, I've been legitimately headbutted in matches, uh, <laughs> and nothing was as bad as this legitimate diving headbutt to my skull. <laughs> I forgot that he did that. <laughs> yeah. And, Probably, but I couldn't I, see it. 
But I, I will say we wrestled them at least three times, maybe four times, and I still feel like that match was our best match with them. I really do like that match. I agree. Definitely. And yeah. I, feel, I remember I, Nate saying the same thing, too. I, I feel like there's more you can do with that. I mean, their faces now yeah. are true, but there's always still more meat on the bone, if you will. Yeah. We, we had a six-man tag that was fun, too, but uh, I think this was the, the best one, yeah. Oh, yeah, the six-man tag where we hit the most perfect in unison triple finisher I've ever yeah. seen. Literally all three of us hit our finisher at the exact same time. You hear one bump in the ring because we all dropped at the exact same time, despite our finishers all taking completely different amounts of time to hit. Yeah, I was the only one who could really time it because I have the, the driver. But, like, you're hitting a stunner, and Tommy Boy was hitting his, like, flatliner. And somehow they all hit at the same time, and I don't think we could do it again if we had a thousand tries. Yeah, and, and we all pinned at the same time, but... Whoever I was pinning was still in his stomach, so I just put my arms behind my back and laid on him. Yeah, that was they had uh, <laughs> Reginald at the time, right? That was the yeah, yeah. Um, from a referee's perspective, I will say, even though I didn't ref that match, thank you because it, and it happens, but like you go to um, count a double pin spot, and the the moves are out of sync, and then you have to wait for the second cover, and you kind of look like a goof because you're not counting the first one. Right. And uh, so thank you. Thank you. I, we, we go out of our way to not – like, it is a thing that we plan in matches. We do not want to make referees look stupid, ever. Yeah, and we, we always make sure the legal man is right. Like, that's – as silly as we are, and we'll plan the stupidest things, and I'll, we'll joke around when we plan, that is one of the most crucial things to us, is just to have the legal man in the ring all the time. Like, I don't want to do any stupid, you know, thing where it's the five counts already happened. Like, we, we learned very early in the matches we had very early on that we got to clean up our shit or it's not going to look good. So we, we always take that into account. There's Yeah, in fact, there's only one match... I think in our entire career where the legal man was not pinned in the match. Yeah, I know which I know which one because we we argued with him about it and we were like, "Hey, you're the legend. It's all yeah. good, man." So and that the was, exact the exact response. The exact response I I gave I said, "But he's not the legal man." And Ricky Morton looked me dead in the face and said, "Son, nobody gives a shit." <laughs> In the nicest way, though. The nicest way. And, and, he, awesome. he, and guess what? He was right. Nobody gave a shit. Yeah. You go. He, gave, he also gave me the advice of, it doesn't matter what we do, all anyone's going to remember is the finish. <laughs> and he that was right. also very true, yes. Yes. But yeah, I think about, I think about that all the time. <laughs> Son, nobody gives a shit. <laughs> <laughs> but I care, Ricky. I care. <laughs> and you probably appreciated that you cared. But. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I think we've earned a break. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> we're going to let you listen to some ads, and we'll be right back with the historic second half <laughs> of By the Numbers of the Stepdads here on CKCC Radio.
It's the most successful independent wrestling promotion of this generation. It's the place where the stars of today made their name. Now get the inside story of Ring of Honor from those that lived it with an honorable mention. Join Ring of Honor alumni Shane Hagedorn and his co-host Jeff Schwartz as they break down a classic Ring of Honor event every Tuesday and get the behind-the-scenes scoop and inside stories that you won't hear anywhere else. An honorable mention available every Tuesday on your favorite podcast platform. For exclusive bonus content, plus early ad-free access to every show, check out patreon.com slash anhonorablepod. Greetings, folks. Do you like beer? Do you know who I am? Maybe not. My name's Kev, also known as Irish Kev. And my dear friend Rick and myself actually really were supposed to have a cool promo for our beer review podcast known as the Hooligans of Hops, where Rick and myself take you through a drunken journey of all of the beers that we try on a scale 0.25 to 5 being the best. We talk about the best and worst beers we've had on the show. In between, you hear sports banter, some wrestling, and I don't know anything that happens when we get drunk. So check out our show on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple iTunes, Buzzsprout, and anywhere you can get your podcast sources. We'll try not to get drunk next time and do something for you. But here's the promo. Thanks. Hi, this is Anthony from the IWEP Network. We're a collection of weekly podcasts that vary in all different types of topics. We can be found on all social media, as well as any podcast or music app that you may use, as well as YouTube. We go live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch every Friday and Sunday. Here's a lineup of our five shows that you may be interested in. Interviews with Everyday People. Interviews and conversations on a positive note and just getting to know each other. Everyone has a story. Bangin' Beers podcast, beer reviews, hanging out with some friends, and much more. Truth behind illusion. Are you into ghosts, monsters, conspiracy theories, and more? Then this show will be for you. Tornado Tag Podcast. Pro wrestling stories, news, and show reviews. We love supporting indie wrestling, so come check us out. Not Cool in High School Podcast. A pop culture show where we cover movies, television, comic books, and video games. A weekly topic. So come hang out with us. We would love to hear from you. Follow us on all social media, and we'll see you soon. I'm Jason. And I'm David. And we're the hosts of the Non North Sports Podcast. We're the home of sports talk for everyone. Join us bi-weekly as we talk about the happenings in sports. You can find the non Sports Podcast on Anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever else you find your podcasts. We are back here on By the Numbers on CKCC Radio. Matt, Wade Kruger, Radley Belmont, the stepdads, hanging out with you on a Monday morning, and we needed a break after that long discussion of those two matches. And, and buckle up, guys. There's two more to talk about. I, I, I believe you forgot. That's uh, Jerry's favorite tag team, the stepdads. That's right, Jerry.tv. <laughs> By the way, if you are not a, subscri- a subscriber to independentwrestling.tv, use the code word numbers when you sign up. Right now, there are no free days, but at least lets Jerry know that you were listening to this show yes, to get the code. Use the code JerryTV. I don't know if it works, but it should. <laughs> And you'll uh, see you'll see a lot of the matches that we're talking about tonight on that uh, network. Yeah. Potentially including this one. Uh, we're back uh, after almost a year. Again, Berwick, Venn Diagram is a circle. Uh, true Wrestling, <laughs> June 29th, 2019. It is match 1052 in the book. And it's blue and gold. 
So if if this is the match I'm thinking of, you can't see it on IWTV because is this the, is this that match, Red? Yeah, th- for some reason, um, I believe John has the footage. Somebody has the footage at True, and it's he doesn't know where it is. It's in like a hard like a. It, it's it's somewhere. It's in it's in a computer somewhere. It's, it's in someone's hard drive. It's not online anywhere. And when I mentioned it to Sean, he totally didn't even remember the show was gonna ha- like he he didn't remember there was a show. I was like, how can you not remember? We had awesome Kong on the show. Come on. Yeah. That was the night of the Black Dolphin. To, exactly. to my knowledge, this is the only match that we do not have footage of in that we've ever had. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure this and like maybe like a battle royal or two, and that's it. We we have we've been very lucky in collecting our footage over the years. I'm a huge stickler for that. Um, not just to ha- like you know just to keep records and stuff. Um, but yeah, I, for some reason this footage is, for all I know, gone forever. I, I really don't know. The only thing we have is about a minute of fan footage, and that's it. But I remember this match being. Awesome. I, I, this is my favorite blue and gold match out of the three we had. And we went to town on each other. I, I love this match from yeah, what I, I remember. I think this might be like the one, because I remember there was a show where like True was starting to get their shows put on IWTV and like a show just randomly got skipped. And I was like, well, I guess I'm never seeing that. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I don't remember anything about this match. Um, because I've never seen it. <laughs> I, I think we were surprises on this show. Like, we had come back from a hiatus after we lost the tag team titles. Was this... I feel like I may have taken a, a double suplex on the outside during this match. Because there's maybe. a photo of that somewhere. Unless that was a different blue and gold match. Uh, maybe. I, I do remember we did a lot of strong style stuff because I was... We did, like, the Ishii... Tomohiro Ishii spot where I kept getting elbowed in... The, my neck as I'm on in the corner and I slowly rose up and like almost like fed into the elbow over and over again to kind of like fire back up. And I, we never get to do like a legitimately like Japanese strong style type match. So that was really exciting to me. I remember a lot of arm drags at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure I just killed drew every chance I got. Yep. Pretty much. Um, Because much like Johnny stance, I also know that Drew is going to hit me really hard at some point. <laughs> so I don't wait for him to hit me. I just come right in and kill him. And and he will gladly reciprocate and take it every single time. Did I? Is this a match where, like, do, do they beat me after just, like, hitting, like, five finishers in a row or something? That, that sounds really familiar. Yeah, you, you're – I remember the actual finishes. You're on your knees and they do, like, a double – like, almost like a BTE trigger before there was one to you. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it's like they hit like three or four moves in a row just to even get me to that point. Yes. They they like overkill Japanese style finished me like I was a villain in like an anime. Like I <laughs> I die a thousand deaths before I hit the ground in that match. Working with Blue and Gold is always fun. Um, Andy Hedder, one of my favorite people on the planet. Absolutely. And no, uh, yeah, agreed. Uh, and, and Matt Turner, I have literally known for, for 20 years, and I owe a lot of the experiences I've had to Matt Turner, just because I'd get to go on the road with him every weekend after he graduated from Ring of Honor, and we would just, we'd be all over the place. So I'd be with him every weekend in the car going somewhere, and it was always fun. 
and they they um always had good matches together when they were when they were tagging up. They're they're doing more single stuff now. But this match I remember being a really good time. And then we had the Black Dolphin. Yes. So, <laughs> so after the show we all went to Denny's, um, including Awesome Kong who was on the show. And uh we met a Oh, or before you get into that, that, I I just think it's really funny that the show is called True Wrestling 10 out of 10 because Sean Spears was supposed to be on the show that night and he canceled at the last minute. Nobody knew why. It was because he was literally debuting on AEW the same night. So True Wrestling 10 out of 10 starring Awesome Kong (laughs) makes no (laughs) sense to anybody who doesn't know the story. And I love it. Yeah, I think about that match every once in a while, and and I just think, uh, what if? (laughs) What if we had footage of it? (laughs) Well, we know what happened after, and that um, was the crowning of the longest-reigning true wrestling champion, the Black Dolphin. This story is incredible. So Denny's had become the post-match food for a while. Um, Denny's is always uh, an experience. Uh, previous trips included a waitress, uh, on several drugs. Um. (laughs) So last show, I'm talking to the whisper and we're talking about whether or not we're going to make it to Denny's. And, uh, he brings up crack waitress. And I said, I forgot about crack waitress. And he said to me, how did you forget about crack waitress? (laughs) Yeah. She was on all the drugs, at least three or four, um, and she dropped an entire tray of water on uh Sean or Clay. I think it was Clay, I think. Yeah. Uh the fire exit in that Denny's was completely blocked by a stack of chairs. I will never forget that as long as I live. Wooden chairs too, I think. Because all I could think is I mean, if you've made the decision to eat at Denny's, you're already accepting deaths to this tracks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had a table of like 15 people or whatever, and uh, I was like, oh, we're going to get Crack Waitress again, and this is going to be a nightmare. <laughs> like, Crack Waitress forgot whole orders. I think she forgot Rad's entire order. So um, she goes around, yeah, she goes around, or, gets, every, gets everyone's order. I'm the very last one. Gets the food, comes back. Mine's just not there. I'm like, what's going on? She goes, oh, did you want something? <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm pretty sure... She took, it took so long for her to even come back and check that, like, Squid ate his entire meal, like, before oh, she yeah. even came back. And I'm I pretty think... sure we could have convinced her that she also didn't bring his meal. <laughs> like, he ate it that fast. I remember just getting it and saying, yeah, I'll take it to go now. It's Everyone's leaving. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it took, like, two hours. <laughs> it's now, like, one thirty in the morning. Um... And I had a very spirited argument with Chris Decker about Disney movies. But the next time we went was, like, a whole crap, like, maybe 20 people. Because um, the picture of it is insane. And uh, we had a, a waiter named uh, the Black Dolphin, which is not a nickname we gave him. It's the the chosen name he gave us uh, for himself. <laughs> so the story is... And his name is Ezra, and he's a real good dude. He actually posted the picture on my Facebook on my birthday. 
so, a couple yeah. weeks ago. And because I'm, I'm Facebook friends with the Black Dolphin. Of course, so am I. And yeah, too, yeah. he said that his nickname is the Black Dolphin because he swam in high school. And he was really good at swimming, and a black dolphin is rare. So that's how we got the nickname. And then we had an idea. Well, he said that to us, and then every time he would come to the table, Awesome Kong, who wouldn't even look up from coloring on her kid's menu placemat, would just make dolphin noises. (laughs) And then we decided to have him win the title <laughs> in the Denny's. <laughs> so uh, Trajan challenged him to a match, and he got KO'd. And Matt, is that in your log of matches? It's not. But, I mean... Because as far as I'm concerned, it was official. And then we just, without explanation, proceeded to send a photo of the Black Dolphin holding the title to the booker of True Wrestling, Sean, and just be like, we have a new champion. <laughs> <laughs> and then the world shut down and then he was champion for like three years yep. and now he lives in Philly and is no longer he retired champion yeah the man is undefeated in pro wrestling so almost ten years ago now I have the first story ridiculous from that Denny's being the day after Ashley and I got married <laughs> we got married in Berwick because Ashley grew up in Berwick. And um, so the next morning, we met up with everyone for breakfast at that Denny's in Bloomsburg. And we had one rule for the bar. No shots. And they broke that rule. <laughs> so our friend Meg decided to get very intoxicated. <laughs> and the next morning, she and... Oh, no, she was single at that point. Like, she showed up for breakfast, but she never came in because she was sitting on a bench outside of Denny's for an hour and a half. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, she wanted to die. When she got married two years ago, we were going to get her a bench as a wedding gift. Oh, my God. Maybe the wisest of us all uh, to not go into Denny's. That Denny's has, like, a framed photo of, like, an old lady who died, who ate there all the time. It's wild. (laughs) Our Denny's in Pittston has a fountain in front of it that's never on. That's probably for the best. Avery is always very disappointed when the fountain's not on. We're like, Avery, the fountain's never on. This is no different than any other time we come here. (laughs) What are you expecting? So... As Wade said, the world shut down, and we got to have one more match together until the next one. And this was very recent, July 31st of 2021. Um, it is true homecoming, and we were driving home from the show, me and Pete DeLong, and Pete told me that it looked like we were all having just so much fun refing this match. That allowed, it made him have fun calling the match. And that was the stepdads against the Cashmasters. And that was match 1,116 in the book. Now, fun fact about all that fun he had calling the match, uh, it doesn't exist. (laughs) There's no commentary for the match because something went wrong with the uh, microphone. But (laughs) the match does exist, thankfully, on film. 
um, because we thought we may have lost that as well. Uh, This is a match, like, we wanted for the longest time. I actually just had it pop up in my, like, uh, memories the other day. We were supposed to wrestle the Cashmasters in September of 2017, and it never happened. Um, We were supposed to wrestle them at a show called Ah Real Wrestling or Ah True Wrestling or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Um, And it never happened. And then they didn't tag for the longest time, obviously. And now we're, we're just wrestling all, all the old guys coming out of retirement, and it's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we literally, the first time either of us met the Cashmasters was in 2016 when I wrestled them with a different tag team partner at a church show where we weren't supposed to be the main event but became the main event during the match. <laughs> and if you'd like to know how something like that happens, this was a show at a church, and it was their big, like, one of their big events of the year. And the option was given of, well, we could have the planned main event, or we could just have Ted DiBiase go out there and give a 45-minute sermon <laughs> oh. to the audience. And so, they went so. with option <laughs> DiBiase. <laughs> yeah, so we literally, we have this match with them. It's, it's a ton of fun. And as we go through the curtain, the guy at the go position literally goes, well, I, you just had the main event, guys. And I and I have no idea what he's talking about because he's literally supposed to be in the main event right now. So yeah, but after the show, we hung out with him literally during the sermon. It's me and Wade who's doing photography that night, and we're just talking to them pretty much the whole night. And then we're like, yeah, we you know we're gonna have another match some point, blah blah blah. When we become the stepdads, I'm like, oh, we're probably gonna immediately wrestle them. Doesn't happen. And then it seemed like every time it was booked, the universe would tell us no and swipe it away. Even if it's announced, it would be unannounced. We thought it was never going to happen, legitimately. Just like this match that, like, I still don't think is going to happen with Andy and Arbo. Um, (laughs) I never thought this match was ever just going to happen. I figured something was always going to prevent it from happening. Because I wanted it to happen um, badly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I think it's obvious how much because like you could see how much fun we had with it and how much like we all that was our first time wrestling but we all just clicked like the match took like 10 minutes to plan uh, it, it just flowed like out of us you you just know when you wrestle certain people even if you're just in the back talking to them you're like oh we're gonna have ridiculous chemistry and even back in 2016 i was like we could have some awesome matches. This would be so much fun. So I had no fear going in. I thought it would be awesome. It was awesome. Uh, yeah. it, a lot of it wasn't planned. We just kind of went with the flow of it. You know, yeah. Obviously, you were in there. You saw I almost wrestled you. Yes. I was going to say, speaking of going with the flow, so Sean yells, Matt, call for the bell, and Aaron rings the bell. <laughs> <laughs> So I said, oh, I guess you're me now, and I tagged him into ref. <laughs> and then Clay tagged me in to wrestle. <laughs> and next thing I know, Radley and I are across the ring from each other, and Radley 
goes in for like a leg sweep. I'm like, oh, I guess we're actually doing this. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I wanted to do a little leg sweep just to freak you out and see what happens. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is this is a thing that's that's happening now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there- like so much of the little things in between were not planned at all in that match. Like even slightly, it was just like us going with it. Um, yeah, he literally like, pulls the hair off of my chest. Yeah, that looked awful. I, I just remember he grabs me and he whispers, "I'm sorry," and then just pulls. <laughs> I think the, the the thing that made me laugh the hardest in the match was when Clay goes for the cover and Matt, you tell him that Brad's not the legal van. Right? I think it was that. That's, yeah. yeah. And then I grab him as he's seated to flip him over my shoulder for the the driver. And as I, I tap him on the shoulder and he looks up at me and he goes, oh, well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just, I remember during the heat, uh, Clay's giving me a snapmare. And I guess somebody was calling for the match to go home. So I, I, I don't see it. I don't hear it. So all I hear, all I hear from Clay is snapmare. Fuck him. <laughs> me. Yeah, it was, I'm pretty sure it was, uh, Nate walked through the curtain and gave the, uh, wrap it up sign. <laughs> and he snapmares you and goes, snapmare. Fuck him. And then he grabs you and looks me in the face. He's like, fuck Nate. <laughs> this is probably one of my favorite matches uh, for for a really long time. And it's just because it was so much fun. And because you guys trust me to do wacky stuff, like, I, obviously, Sean and Clay I've known forever. And they, they you all trust me to just, like, be a part of it. So I always appreciate that. Oh, okay, I mean, just, Sean just, literally flexes so hard that you asked me if I give up just from Sean flexing so hard. Yeah, there there were a lot of just, like, little moments of, like, little jokes in there. Um, like, Clay trash-talking me about other guys and, like, uh, little, like, he, I think he called us the Garbage City Garbage Men at one point. Right. Um like little jokes from like over the years. There's so many just like little <laughs> stupid things that happened in that match that just made it so fun. And it all just was like us going with it. And we trust you to go with it because we know you get what we're doing and that we're not serious, but we're serious about not being serious. Yeah. Cause there's um, a line. Like it could definitely go too far. Like but... I got in the ring before that match started and just randomly did a Jeff Jarrett taunt. I, I remember that. that night. I was on the apron yelling, you just got Jarreded. Yeah, I literally look across the ring at Sean, and I just do the Jarrett strut and the two fingers, and I was just like, what are you going to do now? As if I just blew his mind by doing two steps and double piece signs. I, I will say, we've, we've been in front of like 200, 300 people. That was the absolute loudest it's ever I, to me, in the middle of the ring, it was the absolute loudest reaction I ever heard when they walked out. Yes. That was huge. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it was, not even close. No, not even close. And one week from this Friday night, you can be a part of it yourself at the at the Berwick Salvation Army for Supercard 1. And we talked about it earlier. 
stepdads against Unbreakable Andy and Aaron Arbo. Yeah, Holy so if shit. You want, if you want to see the stepdads come carry a bunch of old washed up guys through another match, you can. <laughs> um, no, seriously, I like, I, this is another match. I, we used to, so Andy and, and Arbo are guys that I used to watch videos of from when they backyard wrestled. Like, and I wanted to wrestle them then, 10 years ago. So the fact that I'm finally getting the match with, with that team, the A-team, and it's in true in that building, in, in front of a crowd as a pro wrestler, is like mind-blowing to me in so many levels. Because um, th- those guys are awesome. I can't believe Arbo's coming back. I still won't believe it till I see it. I've been trying to convince them, convince Arbo to come back for a match against us since Tony Deppin's wedding. Like, every time I see him, I'm just like, so when are you coming back? Or every time I see Andy, I'm like, tell Arbo to get in the ring. So I'm so excited that it's actually happening. I most recently saw Arbo, like, four summers ago at Knobles. Like, I hadn't seen Arbo at a wrestling show in forever. Like, the last time I saw him was at an amusement park. Yeah, I, I'm so excited to take his, uh, I, I want to take his finisher, the redacted driver, uh, I assume that's the name of it now. I don't know. The old name is not applicable. It is now. Um, I'm excited. Um, I've only wrestled Andy once, and I st- I love that match too. It was it was us against uh, Andy and Furious at uh that that gym show, whatever. Yeah, yes, a high school show with Billy Gunn. Yes. Ah, uh, yeah. yes. <laughs> Yes, the high school show with Billy Gunn. I remember that night. A match where I did the, the – the, the one spot I remember for that match is I did the, like, big man hitting a little guy with a a shoulder tackle spot with Andy, and he backhand sprung out of it. And I just looked at him like, how how, how are you? <laughs> how, does, how is this a thing that you're doing ever? Because he's Andy. He's like an urban legend. Yeah, what an asshole, right? <laughs> the, the biggest jerk I've ever met in wrestling in all my years. Oh, yeah. Like, get a haircut, man. He probably uh, won't. The one, like, the one thing I he remember... Get a haircut. He, he's the big haircut, man. That's <laughs> that's his, no, the, whole, uh, his whole life. I, actually, when I saw him at Tony's wedding, he had gotten a haircut, and I kept referring to him as the big, ha- the big haircut, which he did not appreciate. Because he just yeah. likes to be part of the background. <laughs> That's true. Now, also, the one thing, oh, sorry, go ahead. That? Now, I was going to say, the one thing I remember about the last time wrestling Andy is that it's the one and only match ever that my mother was there for because she lives in Las Vegas and she was visiting at the time. So she watched my match and then after, which we, we won, I got to do like a cool Connor roll or something. Uh, after the match... Literally dozens of kids came up to like take pictures and sign autographs. So I look like Hulk Hogan in that like 80s video where all the kids rush up to him. And after the whole night, my mother comes up and I was like, what'd you think? And she's like, oh, that was awesome. So are you done wrestling now? And I might as well have just retired anyway, because that makes sense. <laughs> I wrestle Andy, I'm good. Yeah. It was, it was our first title defense, right? Uh, second. Oh, I, we, we, did, yeah, I think it's the second. I think. Cause we wrestled blue and gold, too. Ah, uh, yes. 
another blue and gold match. Yes. So, also next Friday night, Sage Matthews will defend the true wrestling title against Fandango. Oh, uh, you mean Dirty Dango? I mean Fandango. Uh, Are you trying to get the podcast sued? Uh, no one listens to this. Remember, we have negative listeners. Ne- ne- we're the negative seven-foot river of podcasting. <laughs> um, <laughs> also, <laughs> um, Tony Depp and Matt Seidel, one-on-one. Clay Drasher defends the big gun title against Sam Adams. And so much more. I want to point out that you, you, you proved my point, because negative seven feet of water is infinite land. <laughs> <laughs> This is okay. the in, this is Matt Dirtline, and you're listening to the Infinite Land podcast. <laughs> it sounds like that sounds like a um an expansion pack for Sim City or something. It sounds like a new bride at Epcot. <laughs> <laughs> the <laughs> the wait for infinite for Infinite Land is 45 minutes from this spot. <laughs> yes. So let's talk about your podcast. This oh, is where you plug your podcast. We have one of those. Um, yeah, so we, if you'd like to, uh, we have a new podcast. It's called the Thunder Buddies Podcast, um, where we watch, along with our friend uh, John Spore, who is from upstate New York, and various guests, uh, we watch random episodes in order of uh, WCW Thunder, the B-Show, uh, if you want to call it that. It's more like a x show it's bad um and we we just watch along and comment on it kind of like mystery science theater 3000 we don't go in with the intention of making fun of it uh it does that on its own it it steers us in that direction basically every week yeah and it's called the thunder buddies podcast because you're gonna need friends to get through that shit (laughs) and it's it's on the the standing eight entertainment facebook page which we plug all over the place, including the Thunder Buddies Twitter account. And uh, the reason we put it on Facebook and not on, like, iHeartRadio or whatever is because we actually show the uh, episode of Thunder in the video. Which yes, you don't, you, don't tell anybody. We're not supposed to do that, but we do it. Yes, yeah, so you don't need, like, Peacock or anything to watch along with us. We provide the video as well. So it's like watching a show with a bunch of your friends, if your friends all just shit on the show, uh, which is pretty much what happens. Also, if your friends really love Super Callow, uh, like I do, then, then, then you'll feel right at home. Um, yeah. But we also post it every week uh, at Thunderbuds Pod on Twitter. Give us a follow. We're almost at 100 followers. I don't know if that means anything. Probably not. But, like, I'd like to be there. And where can people find you on the social media as yourselves? Um, I don't exist on social media as myself. I hide it from my best friends and family and never let my true feelings out. But if you'd like to follow me on Twitter, I'm at Wade Kruger one uh, I, I, You might not hear my real self, but, you know, I'll talk about devil's hockey and how much I hate the devils most times. I was going to say, we're less than a month from hockey, so all of our social media is going to be uh, being annoyed by me being annoyed by the Bruins and you being annoyed by the Devils. Oh, preseason hockey, first game is October 1st, and I'm excited. And, yeah, no, all our other stuff, 
It's literally uh, at Stepdads Wrestling or at Stepdads Wrestle. And that includes, geez, uh, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, jeez, uh, pretty much a- Patreon. Patreon. Yeah, all uh, Pro Wrestling Tees, Stepdads Wrestling, all one word, and that's the secret. So you don't want to put a space between that. You put, you type in Stepdads Wrestling in the Google, we are not liable for anything <laughs> that comes up. It's got to be at Stepdads Wrestling, all one word. Yeah, do not go on YouTube and type in Stepdads Wrestling with spaces between step and dads. Uh, don't go, don't go on Google and type it in. You will not end up where you want to be unless that is where you want to be, in which case you might as well go directly to like X videos and type that in yourself. Also. <laughs> Next week on the A Show here on CKCC Radio, Decker and I have David Kincannon from the podcast Hit My Music, which I think both of you would appreciate. Also, um, two weeks from today, we'll be back here on By the Numbers with a guest to be announced because I don't know yet. When are you going to have Andy and Arbo on the A Show? When are you going to have the A Team on the A Show podcast? Could you imagine, like, the past couple A-shows have been so wacky as it is with um, Ed from Pod Van Dam, who's just a wild card in himself, and then the actual wild card of the A-show, Adam Van, from um, At Odds With Wrestling with him and Joe Sposto, that um, when we did WCW 2000 on last week's episode, you can go to our Twitter, at the A-show on CKCC, and see who won that. Um. Having King Cannon on is going to be a little bit calmer. Um, and I don't know if we can handle the energy overload that is Arbo and Andy. <laughs> I, I look forward to my comeback on the podcast and taking my rightful place at the uh, top of the mountain where my CZW show deserved to be. <laughs> that, that was something. That entire day was something. Uh, um, check out. All sorts of shows here on CKCC Radio. You can find out about them by going to CKCCRadio.com. All the shows are there. Also, check out our friends at the Soon To Be Named Network at SoonToBeNamedNetwork.com or SoonToBeNamedNetwork.tumblr.com. You can also listen to shows not network-affiliated, such as Pod Van Dam, The Hooligans of Hops, Not Another Sports Podcast, The Punk Popcast, um... The Brainwreck podcast with Kevin Graham and Jason Axe. That's more of a YouTube show than a podcast, but check them out. Uh, I think I covered everything. And it's only, for for purposes of just saying this out loud while we're recording, it's only quarter after 8 p.m. Compared to last week's A-show where it was 12.30 a.m. <laughs> yeah, no, ain't nobody got time for that. No. So I would like to thank the stepdads for for joining me here. This has been awesome. Lots of like, fun. I'd, I'd like to thank them. I won't, but I'd like to. <laughs> I have good intentions. <laughs> we we, we kept our promise. Bad. Four matches, eight hours, however long this was. I think it worked out. Well, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna add another match next week. Yes. Yes, and then we'll come back and have uh, an hour long update about it. That'd be that'd be really funny if we just like did a new episode every time we had a match together. You mean that's not the plan? I'm down. 
Hi, welcome to the Stepdad's Matches Match Recap Podcast. <laughs> but only the ones that Matt raft. Yes. That's that's the true A show. <laughs> Until next week on the A show. <laughs> <laughs> Wade, Rad, thank you so much for joining me here. You're welcome. Thank you. Uh, my name is Matt. This is By the Numbers. Thank you for listening here on CKCC Radio. See you next week. We are the glory boys.